0: I'm Attorney General Ashley Moody with a warning about contact tracing scams. Health officials in Florida are calling people who may have been in contact with someone who tested positive for COVID-19. It's extremely important that they make contact with potentially infected individuals to help slow the spread of this deadly disease, making contact tracing vital to ending this pandemic. Sadly, scammers are mimicking these calls in an attempt to steal personal information. (laughs) If you receive a call from someone who claims to be a contact tracer, take steps to confirm that the call is in fact from your local health department. Know that a legitimate contact tracer will never ask for your birth date. They already have this information and will simply ask for confirmation.
1: That's comforting. Contact
0: tracers will never ask for your social security number or banking information. They have that too. They also will never reveal the identity of the COVID-19 positive person you may have had contact with. So
1: what the fuck's the point?
0: Finally, if a call seems suspicious, hang up.
1: Get her out
0: of here!
1: Get her out of here! This is, again, an attack on entrepreneurs. People reaching out to other people to do business, to drive the economy, it's about commerce. And if people want to call people... And, 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 and present and say, hey, you might've been in contact with somebody who had COVID-19, get a test and then use it as a way to present them with a business opportunity. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And shame on the attorney general of Florida, shame on her, shame on her for that anti-business attitude, shame on her. How dare she? We all don't get checks from the government. We all don't get checks from Uncle Sam. Some of us need to go out in the streets and earn a living, bring home the bacon, rustle up a little cabbage. And what in what is she doing? She's discouraging men like myself. I got a list of names of Florida. I'm just going to call all of them and let them know they might have been in touch with somebody who has COVID-19. The fact that scammers are using the contact tracing uh, to, to try to scam people is just... It's. I know it's sad... But it is so funny that it's happening. Like, it's so funny to me that there are... Because, I mean, pe- we would have done that. We would have been like, hey, how are you? Hey, is this Miss Miller? Yes. Listen, it's never an easy call to make, but we just want to let you know that you may have been in contact with somebody who has tested positive for COVID-19. We haven't on some good information that you've exposed yourself and your family to this potentially devastating disease. Have you taken a COVID-19 test? Well, good news is we can show up at the property with a COVID-19 test, you and the entire family, for, for seven easy payments of sixty nine ninety nine. Also, what rate are you paying on the mortgage? Mortgage rates have dropped precipitously due to the economic climate. Is there a way that we can help you streamline some of your debt? And refinance that property in Florida while we're testing your family for COVID-19. I think that's the smartest thing to do. Am I wrong here, Mrs. Miller? I don't think I am. And then we would just show up. We'd show up, you know, drug the family. Make her sign all these papers. Mm -hmm. And then light them on fire. And if that is not America, then I don't want to live here anymore. I don't want to live in a country... Where I cannot... First of all, if you're answering a contact tracing call, I don't know, maybe stop. Do you really feel better if it's the government going, hello, Uh, it's the government. Uh, Were you at your sister's house last Wednesday because there was a party and three people have COVID? and What? Contact tracing is too late. It's too late. I mean... You have it, or you don't, I guess. Yep. Just wear the fucking mask. We could, it, it, all of this is to avoid the dumb mask, and, and the mask is only because you people want to leave your homes. So be very easy. Don't leave. Don't wear the mask. Mm-hmm. Don't go anywhere. Unless you have to go to work, and then you, you have to wear the mask because you're at work. But it's this idea that you're like, oh, I want to go out. I don't want to wear the mask. And then we have all of these other things now where it's like, well, now we have contact tracing. And, you know, they're going to use that, as they already have, for protesters and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And you didn't pay your taxes last year. Or you said the word. Uh, you said an inappropriate word on Facebook. And now it's contact tracing. and. Wait, wait till that starts. Wait till social justice contact tracing starts. They start calling people up. Hi, you like to tweet uh, last Thursday? Is this Sharon? Is this Sharon? Did you tweet last Thursday? Hey, Dr. Fauci, we know what you did with AIDS and you're not going to do it again. We're just trying to trace all the different people you've been in contact with. The different people that might hold those opinions. It's bad. I'm not answering a call from the government. I don't want I don't want anybody calling me. I don't want my friends and family calling me. I certainly, I'm thinking about moving, and it's just such a great boomer attitude. I was thinking about moving, and uh, my father goes, it's closer to where he, I mean, he's in New York. I wouldn't be in California anymore. And uh, my father's whole thing, uh, of course, the perfect boomer response to me thinking about starting my new life. So he goes, well, yeah, it would be easier for me to visit you because I wouldn't have to fly all the way down there. Right. California. So again, thank you. Uh, Thank you. Just a great way. They will always make it about themselves uh, as much as possible. You got to respect it. You almost have to respect it, truly, you know? And it would be easier to respect if that type of attitude uh, didn't destroy civilization uh, as it rapidly crumbles. Rapidly crumbling. DHS agents, un. Uh, Going around Portland snatching people up, if you've seen this, a little disturbing. But, I mean, Portland's crazy. There's a lot of loonies running around there, but still uncomfortable with people getting thrown into vans by the government. But, again, we knew this was going to happen. Everybody, I mean, again, the most predictable thing ever. Um They had barely made it up half a block when an unmarked minivan pulled up in front of them. I see guys in camo, four or five of them pop up, open the door, and it was just like, oh, shit. I don't know who you are or what you want with us. Federal law enforcement officers have been using unmarked vehicles to drive around downtown Portland and detain protesters since last Tuesday. Personal accounts and multiple videos posted online show the officers driving up to people, detaining individuals with no explanation about why they are being arrested and driving off. I mean, this is this was started after 9-11, this type of thing. We do not have to give you a reason as to why you are being detained. We can hold you indefinitely. This is exactly what... Uh, you know people were afraid of and of course a lot of people are probably saying that these people are domestic terrorists and they were planning on committing acts of domestic terrorism I don't know if that's true it's certainly not impossible the people in portland are out of their fucking minds some of them so absolutely it's possible but again it's like we got to just take the government's word for it and we got to just show up in a van and throw people in a van it just doesn't seem this this seems like you know it heads to a bad place is it just me Is it just me or the camo guys throwing people in a van and driving off heads to a bad place? But what did I tell you in the beginning of this thing? I said the riots and the looting. What are they going to be used for? They're going to be used as a way for the government to take whatever few remaining rights you have. This is not new. This shouldn't be surprising. That's why I was like, protests are great. Nonviolent protests are great. The minute you use violence, the state turns around and will use violence as well. And so the logical thing there is if you think violence is going to work, you have to believe that you're going to beat the state. That you're going to actually drive the state, I mean, out of Portland. I mean, how long did Chaz last? Two weeks? They've got one by City Hall right now. Everybody's just hanging out, doing drugs, discussing what the new government will be like, I, I, you know, after the city falls. It doesn't work. It doesn't work because the government's got the money and the power and the weaponry and machinery of death. They have the... I mean, we have a population, but but it's also like there's, there's no loyalty that anybody in this country has to anybody else. We're, we're not a a group of people that agree on anything we're not we're not going to be able to fashion a government i mean this is child stuff i mean this is like a crazy idea the idea that we're going to like topple the government and then we're going to like everybody we're going to people are going to sit around a room and then decide what the new government's going to look like after we've burned the white house down i mean and i see people that should be more intelligent than this egging this on, pouring gasoline on this, and I keep wondering and asking them, like, well, what is the plan here? What is the plan? We abolish the police, then in rich communities, private cops, ex-Massad, ex-CIA, fun folks. Less accountability than the cops have now. And in the poor communities, who will fill that power vacuum? The mafia, gangs criminal enterprises because businesses, people are going to want safety and security and so somehow they're going to get it. And the only way they'll get it is by pledging loyalty to a, a, some type of criminal enterprise. This is what happens when the police are gone and then the state no longer has a monopoly on violence and that everybody's using violence in his vigilante way as they see fit everybody else. This is the anarchy that uh, we fetishize on Twitter all the time. The same people that fetishize this type of anarchy get very scared when someone misgenders someone. They think that's violence. Wait till they find out what actual violence is. The same people that get scared that somebody doesn't use the right pronouns in a magazine or somebody has an argument that disagrees with them feel perfectly comfortable with people marching through the streets, burning down uh, buildings. Thinking this is all going to go to some... I mean... It's fucking wild that these are adults. This is fucking nuts that we're having these conversations with an, I get drug addict failed stand-up comedians who live on floors, but I'm 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 looking at actual adults, right. celebrities, people with money, thinking that somehow these mass. Violent insurrections in these cities lead to anything good. Is everyone nuts? This is like that thing went viral on Facebook. That guy Tom Foolery. Yeah. We talked about it on the Patreon. He did that, he did that, um, he did that thing when the quarantine first started. Um the like you know, the bread making on Instagram was happening. Everybody was baking bread and everybody was talking about how the earth was healing and we were going to emerge stronger than before. How did that, how did that work out? Are we stronger than before? Um, and then this guy, it went viral. This guy, Tom fool. I don't even know who he is, but he's this British guy. And, he, he Can we play that on the show? No, we did on the Patreon, though. We did it on the Patreon. We can't play it. But basically, it was like a, a rhyme where he's reading a book to his son or a kid, mm-hmm. and he's like, we built cities with buildings very tall but we weren't listening to each other at all. And then he would do this whole thing about how, like, you know, and then, you know, people got sick, and we we started listening. We started dancing. We started baking and taking. And, like, and it was just like this fucking crazy Pollyanna-ish view of, like, what would happen when you told the country they couldn't go to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're like, everybody will start dancing in the street. and talk. And, yeah, that works for a week, and then all of a sudden... It starts to get pretty dark pretty quick, but I mean I just don't understand. If somebody could explain to me, if somebody intelligent can explain to me how they think this all works, great. I'm open to list. I'm open to listening. Okay, I'm open to it. I think Chrissy Teigen should lean in to being accountable at this point because she's probably not, but. All of Twitter, a lot of Twitter, thinks she is. So just lean into it, and have John Legend get out and be like, "We're just ordinary cannibals," (laughs) and sit on the fucking piano while he does it. Who cares? Chrissy Teigen's just a hot chick. Listen, the QAnon people. I I, all I try to do is help you people. I really do. All many of you are schizophrenic. Many of you are schizophrenic. Many of you have a few of the right ideas and a lot of the wrong ones and that's a potent combination and it's quite bad it's quite bad to have some of the right ideas and some of the wrong ones and just go confidently with that not good so Krista tegan i don't even know who the, she's like a model who married john legend she's on social media all the time and she's a hot chick who just can't, the biggest problems in life, listen to me now, you see how I did that with my voice? That means I'm going to a philosopher mode. The biggest problems in life are people that can't be who they are. Rich people that can't just be rich and try to be like clowns, you look at them with pity, and you look on in horror. I've seen rich people on stage like trying to do it. And there's nothing sadder than watching a rich person fail at trying to be a clown. There's nothing worse than a hot chick trying to be funny and relevant and interesting if you don't have to be. She's a hot chick who's addicted to herself. All she does is post fucking... every. She deleted 60,000 tweets. I mean... The woman's tweeted, like, so many fucking times, it'll just be like, look at me, I'm eating a taco. She can't handle people not looking at her for five minutes. She doesn't have time to be a satanic pedophile. She's on Twitter all day. So, here's the thing. She tweeted things about that show Toddlers and Tiara's, and some of them are weird, and some of them are creepy. She tweeted some things about pizza or whatever. Nobody knew, before Pizzagate, people just liked pizza. They didn't know. Um... I don't like Chrissy Teigen. I don't think she's funny. I think she's annoying. Uh, I don't like that she judged a comedy competition on um, NBC. There's nothing funny about her, and and I don't know why the hell I'm going to jail over pizza. I mean, what was that, 2013? I mean, she, well, that didn't age well. Didn't age well. (laughs) Didn't age well, but she didn't know, or she did. I don't know. I don't know her. I don't like, I'm not like hanging out with her and John Legend, but I don't think they're eating children. I don't think her and John, like if she was a cannibal, it would be the most interesting thing about her. How much more interesting would this bitch be if she was eating children, which I'm against. But again, just on the fucking, what makes people interesting. If somebody said, you know, that hot bitch, Chrissy Teigen, who's for some reason hosting a comedy show on NBC, judging it, telling people who's funny and who's not funny. Well, and she has a cookware line. And I'm like, yes. And they would go, she's also a fucking cannibal. And I'm like, really? Really? But I don't think she is. She's just trying to be funny. And when people that don't have any perspective try to be funny... They just say things that are outlandish. She's just a hot girl trying to get attention, okay? So when she's talking about eating human flesh, I would love to taste what a human... It's just when hot chicks talk, guys just laugh at whatever they say. Anyone, Chrissy Teigen her entire life, when she said something like, I just want to eat people, guys would be like, yeah, you're you're cool. Yeah, people, you're fucking wild. If I said I want to eat people, someone goes and calls the police. So there's a difference between me and Chrissy Teigen and how people respond to what we say. She's never had to be accountable for any word that's ever come out of her mouth. She just hasn't because she's gotten that hot chick. We're just ordinary cannibals. What a great song, though. Why not do that? He's just playing in the piano. We're just ordinary cannibals. We just want to eat our fill. Just maybe lean into it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think she's eating chill. Why do we why do the kids have why is sexual abuse not enough for the QAnon people? Why is it not enough that the kids are being sexually abused? That is heinous, horrific, should be like punishable by death. Why is that not enough? Why do they have to be eating the children? I don't understand why this has to be a Hansel and Gretel fairy tale for anyone to care about this. Is what Epstein and Ghislaine doing was that? somehow better because they weren't barbecuing the girls after I don't understand do you have to bring out a human-sized rotisserie for people to care about children it's very strange very strange to me this obsession with the celebrities being cannibals I think if you just have a very shitty life or you're bored and your life's actually pretty good but you're bored. You just start thinking that everybody who's achieved any level of success eats people. I don't know what breaks in your mind. I don't know what happens. Is Chrissy Teigen in the Illuminati? How embarrassing is it if this bitch is the thing that you all think? Like, can you imagine, doesn't that bother some of you? That it's this woman a woman who gets in cookware feuds with other with the food bloggers. But I think she should probably get off Twitter or take a little break, Chrissy. You're not built for it. Relax. She's big on Twitter. I, I subtweeted her once and said something, and people are like, whoa, don't fuck around with Chrissy. They said she'll get you thrown right off Twitter. And I said, why? I said, I'm just an ordinary cannibal. I feel bad for people that uh, are suffering from mental illness. I want to say that. And I think there's a lot of people in this country uh, all over the place that this quarantine has exacerbated mental illness, including many of my friends and family members and a lot of people of my colleagues seem seem to be uh, slipping and losing their mind, okay? Very sad RIP to Brian Callen, Brendan Chab, who both died this morning of coronavirus. Very sad. They fought till the end. They fought Till the end. And I respect that. I respect that. I just want to scream about ordinary cat. I started watching this show. uh, Devin and Ida came over. We did the Patreon. And uh, I started watching this show, My Big Fat American Gypsy Wedding. I've become fascinated with gypsies. And I think everyone should get a a hobby during quarantine. I really do. I think you should get a hobby. Do something. Better yourself. I've chosen gypsies. You can choose losing weight, writing a novel. I've chosen the Romani people. That is what I want to. And listen, to any of them listening, don't curse me. Stop right there. Because I am afraid of that. I'm going to talk about this very respectfully. I don't want any of the curses. I don't think they run anything else, so I don't really have to worry about them denying me, you know, a spot on Tournament of Last Two. But uh, you know, no, if the curses are legit, none of that. I don't want any of it. They're obviously, the gypsies—they've been travelers forever. A lot of people think they're thieves. I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. I. Who am I to? You make a little business here. It doesn't work out. You get in the caravan, you go to the next town. What am I? Hey, what am I? I don't have anything to say about that, but they love like gaudy over the top uh, dresses and bling. And, and 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 they have these weddings that are wild. And these women show up in these fucking, you know, truly heinous. Don't curse me. Heinous, grotesque outfits. I mean, Thing can we show screenshots? Just Google Sandra Celle, who's the designer of these outfits. This this woman who's not a gypsy but makes her living selling these people uh dresses to wear to weddings. And I mean dresses that like look at look at these. I mean, I mean you'd have to be on crack to walk down an aisle in that. But they love it. And they're and, and a lot of them. Marry like their first cousin. A lot of them do. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Don't curse me. I just want you to be happy. And they're very open about that. I'm not saying. And now is there, then there's the charge of it gets a little inbred if you're marrying your first cousin. And, and, and hey, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I, I, it's just such a great show. It's just such a phenomenal show. TLC just finds groups of people and just everything on TLC is just, you find people whose lives have been destroyed. My 600-pound life, my strange addiction. I mean, TLC has a room of executives basically going like, let's find a bitch who's addicted to eating a couch. Let's find somebody who's addicted to eating glass and it's destroying the lining of her stomach and her esophagus. And let's put her on, and let's put her on camera. And then they found these small groups of American gypsies and they have weddings and they get in these feuds and they beat the shit out of each other. And uh, I just, I, you know, I thought somebody told me about this show and I thought I'd watch it for like a few minutes. I ended up watching just at least a YouTube clip after YouTube clip after YouTube. But they are fun. They seem fun. I don't know if they're the brightest, but they seem fun people. Like they're, they're happier than anyone I know. And many of them don't have much, but they're happier than anyone I know. So maybe they figured it out. I don't know. I'm being very careful here because I don't know if or I believe in the curse or not. Do you believe in the gypsy curse? You're a fucking Texas. You come out of a deeply conservative Christian church. You believe in all this shit. I mean, where do you stand? Can gypsies curse people? I think so. I'm superstitious, aren't you? Like, do you do you see omens and stuff or like? I don't want to start problems here. That's all I'm There's trying to 10 say. Ten million of them, right? Ten million gypsies. I don't know how many there are of them. I'm just saying, I respect your culture. I want to get this guy Pat Baby on the show, whose daughter Priscilla is a professional uh, wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm I, the culture is fascinating to me. I don't love the dresses, but I'm not going to get married in a wedding dress. So it's, I mean, these wedding dresses at first. I mean, when you look at them, they're horrific. They're almost scary. Let me find that Snow White one. Yeah, they're almost, they're kind of terrifying. And a lot of these weddings are in fields. If you are a Gypsy fan of the show, please reach out to me and let's start a dialogue about how I can kind of understand and learn more about the Gypsy culture. Yeah, I mean, look at that. I mean, it's just... It's kind of... It's a little disturbing. It lights up, too, at night. It also lights up, yeah. But they love the bling and the writing. So, I mean... So, if you're a fan of the show and you're a Ramachal, Ramnishal Gypsy, I don't really want the Irish Traveler variety. No offense. But I kind of want the real deal Ramnishal. Yeah. If you are a fan of the show and you're a Romnishal Gypsy... And that's possible, correct? Please respectfully, without cursing me, reach out, because I'm just very interested in the culture. I just, all I want to watch is gypsies now. I mean, it's crazy. I just want to watch gypsies. I just watch gypsy weddings, gypsy balls, I don't I don't know what's happening to me but I don't want to consume any other content at the moment except gypsies. There's something about it that I enjoy. I think of myself kind of like a traveler. I'm a nomadic person to a degree, am I not? You are. I've been persecuted throughout history for being correct about everything. <laughs> why why do I not get to, you know what I mean? they're they're happy people they're they're interesting people are they inbred that's a that's a fair question that i, I am not weighing in on in any way it's a question that i am asking because the fir- is if you marry your first cousin what is that it's, it's incest yeah but but you know <laughs> let's not come down on it hard too hard on the show let's just let it out as like uh I think Chrissy Teigen's the real problem. <laughs> and, but, you know, I don't know. It seems a little, it seems a little sus. I don't have a hot first cousin. I can't relate. Um, But there's a look that a lot of these people have. There is a look of that there's something going. There's maybe something a little off. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. I haven't seen all of them, but certainly the ones on the show. Some are pretty. Uh no, yeah, not, yeah, it's in, in unique. There's an interesting mm. quality there. But I'm, I'm actually just fascinated by the culture. I've only seen the gypsies on the show. I don't know gypsies in real life. I'm not trying to discriminate against them. I, I've, I understand that all kinds of people have all kinds of issues out there. I don't. I, a cousin marriage is not even in the any of in the top hundred problems in America, and it, it's not even a problem. Do your thing. Um, it's it's an interesting culture. The the the, the dresses are a little strange, um, and they beat they beat the shit out of each other at a lot of these parties, like because they don't like when a gypsy marries a non gypsy it's called the gorger. So the non gypsies called the gorgers, and then there's the gypsies. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying we're not going to talk about this for the whole episode cuz I don't need I don't need a fucking old woman coming over here and fucking I don't know handing me a monkey's paw and cursing <laughs> me. And maybe that doesn't happen. I don't know. But I, so here's what I will say. If you are a Gypsy and you want to like you want to get involved with some contact tracing call scams, I would get involved with you. I would fly to Florida and set up a call center right now with Gypsies. With Gypsies, listen to call People that and say that they've been exposed to coronavirus and they get their information. Just throwing it out there. But other than that, I will just continue to watch every episode of this show, the UK and the American version that I can, because it is truly the only thing that is making me happy. I mean, it's truly the only thing that is, I don't know why watching two women in brightly colored dresses beat the shit out of each other in a field makes me happy, but right now it is. It's hitting the spot, it's just hitting the goddamn spot. We all got to find moments of levity. We all got to find things. I'm enjoying learning about different cultures. Isn't that the point of life? Learning about different cultures? That's what I'm doing on this show. That's why I watch my Big Fat American Gypsy Wedding. To learn about different people and their way of life. So if you're a Ron Michelle Gypsy, not a traveler. I'm kidding. If you're an Irish traveler, please message me on Instagram. And now many of you... Are going to lie because everyone always lies when I say message me and they lie, and I know you lie. And I said, Are you in a secret society? And then you losers like, Yes, I'm in Skull and Bones. We know you're not. Gay, your dick suck. Get your dick suck. Gay, your dick suck. It's the apocalypse. Accused, by the way, I was accused, and I won't say the name, but I was accused on Twitter by an ex daily show writer of using coded language. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. (laughs) Truly disappointing. This woman who I've been nice to and like tweeted out things she's done because I think she has some talent writing said like, hey, you always seem like you're dancing around what you want to say. Let it out. We're all friends here. I think all of these people, if you try to have a nuanced point, they all think we're sitting in a room saying Heil Hitler. I don't know what's wrong with this woman, but this woman has a cooking show, and I watched that, and she made three Hitler jokes in the first minute. Yeah. So who's obsessed with Hitler? (laughs) Maybe it's you. I made a point, and I made the point on the show where I said that people that are, you know, very, very uncomfortable and feel unsafe when people use language they don't like or make points they disagree with, seem to not mind, they feel very safe when you just have anarchy and chaos and violence in the street. So I was like, that seems like a very interesting setup for a human being psyche to have. Getting triggered and feeling unsafe with language, but not really minding the fire and the uh, gunshots and the violence. And then this woman was like, well, what do you, what do you really want to say? What did she think I was going to tweet back? Oh, right. I'm sorry. Heil Hitler. That's what I meant to say. I was making a nuanced point about people weaponizing the word unsafe to just basically shut down conversations by saying they feel unsafe. And you rightly noticed that and called me out because what I was really saying is Heil Hitler. Thank you so much for pointing that out. And I said there, I said, I have... I have a lot of podcasts. You can listen to all of them. My words are very accessible. They're also my own. And I said to her, you made a living in a major corporation that vetted everything you said. Everything you said went through standards and practices, went through ad sales, went through legal. It got vetted. It got vetted to make sure that it was okay because fucking corporate sponsors were sticking ads in the middle of it. Okay? I'm allowed to say what the fuck I want. And I say that for now, by the way, for now, uh, I say that. And uh, so all my words are pretty accessible, and they're my own. They didn't go through legal and standards and practices. And then she doesn't respond, of course, because these, these people just want to drive the car, they want to throw the rock, and they want to keep going. Mm. That's what they want to do. I pick up the rock, I throw it back. By the time I've thrown it back, the car is in the next town, like the gypsies. <laughs> and I loved, I love gypsies. Don't waste a curse on me when Chrissy Teigen's barbecuing kids. We just all right. <laughs> I can't believe I have to defend Chrissy Teigen. Twenty twenty. Fuck you. I don't want to defend Chrissy Teigen. I hate her, but I just don't think she's eating children. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on the. But maybe I don't know. I mean, in two months, if it comes out, she's eating children. I want to also make a disclaimer here. This is how fucked things are that I have to now make a disclaimer that if Chrissy Teigen is busted for eating children, I did not know, and I'm not defending her. I'm basically saying the evidence presented at this point has not convinced me that Chrissy Teigen is a satanic uh, pedophile cannibal. That being said... If new evidence comes, I may revise my estimate. I don't know. I'm spending all my money right now trying to get Ghislaine Maxwell out of prison because she's been wrongly accused. This is a powerful, strong woman. She's a fierce advocate of women's independence and liberation. The idea that she's behind bars right now is a fucking tragedy. It is a travesty. It is disgusting, and I think we should get her out of jail. Ghislaine Maxwell did buy an ad this week on the show. She did buy an ad this week on the show. And she it was, it was a lot of fucking money. We usually don't sell ads for this much money, but it was an ad, and it was it's an ad for uh, her being released from prison. And uh, so we do have to do the ad, and this is just essentially the ad. Is it just Lane Maxwell wants to say hello to the whole uh, Tim Dillon Show fan base and audience? She thinks that there's a lot of rumors floating around there about her, but they're easily corrected, and uh, she will be giving up some very big names, how great would it be if Ghislaine if Maxwell's, like, they put her on the stand finally whenever this trial happens. Right. It won't, by the way, probably. But whenever it happens, she's, like, sitting there. She's like, listen, love, it's all Chrissy Teigen. We was working for Chrissy Teigen, love. Me and Jeffrey wasn't doing nothing. We was afraid of Chrissy Teigen. How great would it be if just just, Lane just outs Chrissy Teigen as the leader she is the leader. Mom. I went, I had lunch at the yard house. Rancho Mirage, the yard house, which is, uh, you know, people know I love a corporate steakhouse. They know that. But uh, I also, you know, every now and then just a chain corporate lunch spot where they do things like tuna ahi, tuna pokey nachos, and a nice crab cake sandwich with a jalapeno tartar, some truffle fries. You never leave mad. You never leave those places mad. Let's be honest. You never leave that kind of outdoor mall chain lunch spot. You know, whatever it is, mad. You know, like a little upmarket, not an Applebee's per se, but like the place with just a little bit more. I don't like the term gastro pub. I've been highly critical of gastro pubs. I think many of them suck, but I think some of them, if done right, and some of and it's rare that it's really done right. But some of these like craft brew houses, all this bullshit, they just have good food. So there's a shot out to uh, the Yard House in Rancho Mirage with the ahi uh, tuna pokey nachos and the crab cake sandwich. Phenomenal. Uh, Sadly, Dickie's Barbecue Pit in uh, Rancho Mirage still running a human trafficking ring. So if the victimization of children bothers you, go over and show Dickie's how you feel about it. However you want to handle it, just handle it. It's not my... It's not my business. But when you take a Postmates order, when you have fucking eight minutes and then you fucking call back and go, we're closed. It's like, you're not closed. I ordered it eight minutes ago. I'm just, I'm a little, I support the American worker and I have always. It's something that I believe in, but I'm also getting very angry at the people in in drugstores that are now using COVID as a reason to not just show you where the, the eardrops are. Like they just, they just, they point in general direction. They go they're over there. I'll say, it's like, just show me where it is. Walk me to the eardrop, point at it and then leave and I'll pick it up. I just think that COVID in general is really bringing out the worst in everybody, including many of the people that I have to deal with on a day to day basis. You know, and I'm just wondering how should we handle this kind of level of insubordination or this new like attitude that a lot of people have? Do we withhold a vaccine from the people that are not performing? I I mean, this is a question. I mean, do we withhold uh, treatment from the people that are not performing? You know, I mean, is this the way to do it? Because I think there's just a lot of, there's a lot of tood now. There's a lot of tood and it's, like, uncalled for and unnecessary. I know you're miserable and you don't want to be there and, you know, you're being exposed to a deadly virus, and I get all of that, but, like, here's the reality. I, I don't want the dude. I don't want the dude. I was all, like, Sanders, working people, support, but then I'm, like, I need an eardrop because I got water in my inner ear from the pool, which is not as big as I'd like. But I it's in my inner ear now, and that will cause an infection. Where are the drops? And it just point to aisle seven and go, yeah, aisle seven, and then walk away. It's like, what is this? Where is the pride? Ride aid in Palm Desert? Where is the pride? No, truly. It just bothers me. I I I I just think that if people at certain jobs knew that they would not be vaccinated unless their performance was better, they would rise to the occasion, yes or yes. Yes or yes. It's a question. I'm just throwing it out there. How do we mandate performance now? I don't know, but I'm saying I think maybe it's time to kind of make people understand that there are stakes when I had that crab, that's a fat crab cake at the yard house with the jalapeno tartar. Mm-hmm. And the pokey nachos were nice. They were a little light on the ahi. They were a little light. But that's okay because I understand that. We're at, we're at reduced capacity. We're on only outdoor seating. I get it. You're trying to make a buck. I understand that. It's funny when you're in the desert, you always know, say, like, it's hot. And all the locals are like, <sniffs> it could be, like, 116 degrees. And you'll yeah. be like, it's hot. And they're like, this is nothing. It's like, how hot does it get? What do you mean this is nothing? People love to say that. Like, locals love to say it. They're like, you don't know what hot is. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, 116 degrees is hot. That's hot. You don't understand. You don't understand how bad things are. Shout out to that restaurant. You know, it's... it's, uh, it's, it's, it's tough now to work in the restaurant business. It's very, very difficult. And I've only eaten outside. We've eaten outside at a few places. And my heart goes out to people in that industry because, listen, it's an industry I'd love to get into. If, if, if I was successful at podcasting and a comedy um, more so than I am now and I could save some money, I'd invest it into a restaurant. I love that business and I would like to have a restaurant. And I'd like to have like a neighborhoody, casual, like a high-end, upscale cafe. I've talked about it on the Patreon. And um, so when I... When I am at a restaurant and I see servers behaving in a way that just isn't isn't you know doesn't really uh, you know put the institution in a good light, I want I want to take away their vaccines, and I want to and I, I I want to make them I want to make them understand that that can happen, and I just want to know how we can do that as a country. Uh, to go to people at to the essential. Well, these are the essential workers. Essentially, the people at the Rite right Aids and the Walgreens and the nurses. Don't get me started on them. But I don't think I don't think the essential workers should be vaccinated if they're not. The, if the re- I want a peer review. I want a peer review. Like I want to know that that they're they're behaving. Like the other day, I ordered Postmates and the guy just opens the garage and leaves it by the garage door. And it's, it's like baking in the sun for an hour. And I'm yelling at Postman. He doesn't knock on the door. He doesn't open the door. He sees that he goes in a garage and leaves it in a fucking garage. Like, should that guy be inoculated against this disease? No. No. I just, I'm just saying. I think a lot of it had to do with calling people heroes early on, calling them essential workers. I think people got a little bit of an attitude. I think people got got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder when they heard they were essential. And that people like myself were somehow not essential. The commentators, the people who speak, the people who talk, the people who speak on behalf of the people, the voice of the voiceless, I'm not essential. But some clown is at Trader Joe's, and I think not. I think not, sir. Sir, I think not, ma'am. Non-binary Trader Joe's employee. I don't believe... Uh, that you are essential. And I think we just threw a little chip on the shoulder. And I'm not, I am not blind to the sacrifices that a lot of those people have made. But what I am saying is that there needs to be a standard of quality delivered in every interaction, no matter what. In the midst of rioting, in the midst of looting, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of an economic collapse, in the midst of a political crisis, in the midst of a crisis in confidence in government, in the midst of an escalation of a Cold War, hopefully, not a hot war, with China, in the midst of all of those things, I still fucking think you get off your fat ass and you show someone where the eardrops are. That's what I think. And if you don't do that, you don't get vaccinated. We made a sketch for TBS this week that is so ridiculous, uh, so embarrassing. Um, and we did it because we are actually daring them to put it on television. <laughs> I cannot believe we made the sketch we made. We have all the footage, right? Yeah, we do. We're going to cut together the sketch... Uh, we give all them the raw footage, and they cut it together. The last catch we gave them, they completely butchered it, and they removed all context, and it didn't make any sense. If you'd seen the last catch, it was me and Devin. We're sitting at a table. It's obviously two guys that are having dinner. It's like, you know, with everything else going on, we're looking at our phones. You mm-hmm. hear screams and everything. They took all that part out. It took, like, the context out. You didn't realize we were at a restaurant. I mean, the whole thing was crazy. Um, again, the editors, at, the editors at TBS were drawing a salary somehow to edit content Uh, but the new sketch we gave them is so patently ridiculous so absurd truly it shows how little respect we have for the entire show the entire institution of television specifically basic cable but i mean it is so i mean it is almost the idea of it being on tv just makes me laugh I mean, have we ever made anything that no, crazy? It was like Freddie got fingered, but like made less sense. It doesn't make any sense. Somehow, imagine if they like make it make sense somehow. Right. Every every sketch we've given them has made sense, and they've made it not make sense by their editing decisions. Um, and you could vote for, vote for us at what? Tournament of Laughs or whatever? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Let me give the link out now if you want to vote. And by the way, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you vote or not. I just want to watch gypsies uh, get married over and over again uh, and, and get the Postmates orders I order on time. That's really all I want to do until I die. And, and the way things are going that's probably all I will do. Who's left in the contest? Do we even know? Who do we got left? So we're, we don't know if we're in round three yet. Or no, we are in round three, right? So that's the Elite Eight. I don't know if we're allowed to say that, that we're in round three. We didn't say it. What are they going to do? Sue us? Kick us off the show? Thanks. They sent me a promo the other day to put up, and I go, I'm not in the promo. They go, go, well, everybody in the show is not in the promo. I'm like, well, why am I sharing it if I'm not in it? My fans are going to think I'm sharing another fucking show that they don't (laughs) want to watch if I'm not in it. How fucking dense are you people? How have these people made money? Soon they won't. Soon I think this this industry is going to take a big haircut, and a lot of people that previously had jobs in it will not have jobs and 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 very few of them should currently have jobs. Um, but we don't know who's left. How do they vote for us? At the TBS Tournament of laughs website. If you type in Tournament of laughs into Google, it'll take you on the first link. If you go to the TBS Tournament of Laughs uh, website, tbs.coms and then shows Tournament of Laughs, they will allow you to vote for me and Ben to continue advancing in this contest. And I mean, so when is the sketch that we made? I mean, this abomination. It is funny, but it's like an abomination. So that's if we make it to round four, if round we make three it, sketches airing Sunday, I think. So round three sketch will air Sunday, which is what? That we can't say. Like we can't say. All right. But you've it's a seen it before. We already made. Yeah. You've seen it before. Round four of Tournament of Laughs is is the abomination. Yeah. If the if it happens. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, we will release the abomination on this show. We're going to put all the footage out mm-hmm. of what we filmed. And then I guess you will all see why it did not make it on TV. But it might. We might win and then they have to figure out something to do with it. Why we're sending it in like this so create, is that we want them to stare at this and be puzzled and not understand what's happening, and then have to somehow edit it into something mm. that can make sense on television. Which, I mean, of all the things we've made, this is like by far the most ridiculous. Yeah, in round five, if we make it to round five, you think we should do something even weirder? If we make it to round five, this is the plan for the rest of the show. We're just going to do things that are so insane and so absurd, and they're going to make less and less sense. (laughs) That, like, I think, what's the final round? Two, three. I think round six. Or- so if round six is the final round. five, maybe. If know. round five or six, whatever it is, the final round, I think it should just be like me sitting on a, in a bathtub eating my own shit. And then just like Ben, like screaming <laughs> in another language off camera. And then like we submit this. And when they call us, they go, uh, we're just having a problem. I go, What do you mean, like, sitting in a bathtub, smeared with my own shit, fake shit, and then just eating, like, (laughs) fake shit, and then Ben, like, in another language, being like, and, like, like five, like, three minutes of it. I think it has to be, like, a five minutes. No, it'd be five minutes of that, and there's, like, just screaming, like, Indian death chants or, you know, like, Tibetan, whatever, prayer, you know, and then I'm just, like, eating my own shit, and then I just stand up, and I go, like, like we we want to make something that is so disrespectful that we'll never work in this business again because we're bored i'm bored so we just want to we just want to get a call from the executives at TBS now the problem is the dumbest thing we make the executives will probably call us up and go this is great <laughs> they turn it into a show this is actually great shit tub on TBS <laughs> And they're like, we love the idea of you sitting in a tub eating your own shit. Can you do this? Could you do this every week? Can, like, diverse other cast members sit and eat shit with you? Mm-hmm. So that's the problem now. It's like the producers where they made that, you know, made that musical that ended up making a lot of money. But that's the update. God, man, thinking about getting out of L.A. Don't know if I will or not. But, I mean, the the thought always crosses my mind. Do I do I end up on the west coast of Florida I end up in Florida in some swamp. I don't know, Texas. I like Texas a lot too. You know, New York has fallen. Uh, <laughs> people just call each other now. They're like, Soho has fallen. I'm like, God. <laughs> They're like, Tribeca is being occupied. I'm like, really? But yeah, I think I think I think the, the journey to LA may be coming to an end. You know, I mean, the clubs are closed. There's nothing really to do. Um You know, everybody makes fun of the TikTok kids, but they really—that's what L.A. is. You're supposed to be 20 and good-looking and live in a house with a bunch of your friends and just fuck a bunch of people and make a lot of money, and then by 30, it's all, uh, you know, forgotten. It's all like a dream that happened, and then you just have some money, and you have a hot wife, you have some kids, you move down to Orange County, and you get into Jesus, and you go to Mosaic, the rocker church. yeah. And you're just like, Jesus, keep letting me make all this money. (laughs) That's what the Orange County Church Mosaic is. Jesus, please keep me rich and powerful. Help my swing. Help my golf swing. My wife has new tits. Thank (laughs) you, Lord. And they're all, they like dance around. It's all just rich white people dancing around. Mm. Like some of them are playing guitars. It's like, you know, Jesus is the first influencer type of church. Mm. Uh, But that's the LA life. Like that's the LA life. And I'm never going to have that life. I'm never going to be 20 and hot and living in a cool house and being cool and then moving to Orange County with my, uh, you know, fake-titted wife and then g- g- get going to, like, Mosaic Church and jumping around. And that's what that's what L.A. is supposed to be or California in general. And I just – that's not going to be for me. So, But I could live a Texas life. Like, I could live that life. And I could certainly live a Florida life. Those two states intrigue me. I like them. Texas, you don't have the state income tax – um, Florida, you don't have the state income tax either. Florida, you do have Floridians, so that's a little bit of a an issue, you know. Do I join the gypsies? Do I join the Roma? Do I join a traveling group of people who I respect? Don't curse me. I don't know. These are these are all thoughts. I never thought this. You know, I moved to L.A. about a year ago, permanently. And I got passed at the Comedy Store about a year ago. And then the entire world shut down and collapsed. My entire business changed. We've gone through like a decade of evolution in a few months. Everybody has become digital. Uh, You know, that's why the Patreon's really cool. Because we can have a lot of fun on the Patreon. We get really wild on the Patreon. We're not worried about YouTube yanking us off. We're not worried about any of that. Uh, We get pretty wild here too and we have fun on this show. But like the Patreon is a great... And I think that's just, if you want entertainment, if you want better entertainment, you're just going to have to find, find it. You're going to have to seek it out. You're not going to get it. Networks aren't going to give it to you. You're just going to have to seek it out. It's probably going to be behind a paywall. It's going to have to be. Because I'm going to be like, the people that are on my Patreon seek out my comedy. So if they're offended by something, then it's their fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like it's like if I go into Gucci to try to get jeans, and they're like, "We don't have a size 44." And I'm like, "What do you mean? It's my fault." You don't go to Gucci; you go to DXL, the fat person store. I went to the fat person store the other day, and the guy's like, "Do you ever work retail?" I was like, "No," because I mentioned something about the fat store in Beverly Hills mm-hmm. and clothes. And he's like, "He's like, we hated the people at the fat store in Beverly Hills. They're like, they used to send us all their rejects, like clothing wise. Yeah, you know, to this other fat store." like, what am I going to hear about this now? (laughs) I'm going to hear about a feud of fat stores? This is the year 35 of my life? This is the year 35 I get to stand here and have this guy talk to me about the feud he's having with the other fat store in Beverly Hills. And I'm like, well, all the fat stores should stick together. But they don't. There's feuds. There's all kinds of problems. So what are you going to do? Folks, you gotta stay positive. Stay up. Stay positive. That's what I do. I just stay positive, and what works for me? Is it working out? Is it eating well? Is it religion? No. I like gypsies. <laughs> I like watching them and learning about them. That's what's doing it for me right now. It's not fucking avocado toast, and it's not a nine-mile run, but it is watching gypsies get married in a field. That is what makes me happy. I suggest you watch that show, My Big Fat Greek. No, My Big Fat Gypsy American wedding. Even mm-hmm. though I want to watch the UK one as well, because the UK one I think is very good uh, too. You know, again, I'm not, I'm not throwing shade. Marry your cousin. Do what you want to do. You know, they they all seem to have a little bit of uh, you know that they're that that that's you know prevalent. I think in the community is that they are they marry extended family and maybe you know. And that's okay. And I mean, those dresses—they're wild. They're—they're they're, to me. They—they they make me—they make me feel sick in a good way. Like when you first take shrooms. Yeah. Like I'm like sick to my stomach, but in a happy way. I don't know why. I'm like happy that that's happening. You know. I'm not knocking anybody, but because I am—I'm afraid they'll curse me. <laughs> I'm truly, I'm truly, I'm like literally terrified uh, that they will curse me and I will end up uh, overweight or something like that. Do not want that. Wouldn't it be great if this is just a curse? This whole COVID was just a gypsy curse. Oh, we're already cursed. We're yeah. already cursed. I don't know. Where should I live? Where should I go? You're allowed to submit suggestions to me, you know? Tell me where you think I should live. Where should I go? Where should we move this operation? Where should we go? I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe stay here. Maybe we'll stay in L.A. I'm trying to get, maybe maybe they'll let me in. Maybe the Hype House will let me in, the Sway House, the TikTok Houses. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so, it's, it's dude, that's when you should be, like these 19-year-old morons that are just driving around in Teslas. They have no idea. They have no clue. That's what LA is about. LA is about having no clue. It's a city you can really only enjoy if you don't have any clue. Yeah. And you're just like, things go fast. Powder goes up nosy. That's it. Penis goes in hole. <laughs> if, you, if you have any thoughts about anything, you got to get out of here. It's not a city of thoughts. It's not a city of thoughts. New York now, it's hard to have a thought because as you're having it, a bullet grazes your skull. (laughs) That is also a problem. Bill de Blasio really destroying that city. I mean, and, and by the way, none of this, none of this ignores the bungling of the corona, the incompetence, the government stealing, not giving people money. I mean, everyone could call this. They gave people $1,200. Nobody's getting unemployment anymore in a few weeks. That runs out. People are on the verge of it. You know, I mean, all of this, every, everything my criticisms of like the Blasio or people like that, I always understand really the genesis of this issue, which is that we have people are just too fucking greedy in this country and they're unwilling to compromise it all and and allow people to live dignified lives which is what we need to do. People can be rich, people can own multiple homes, people but you need to invest in a, in an education and and healthcare and have an inf- infrastructure that allows people to live dignified lives. If you rob them of their dignity and you destroy that and they and they and they're selling homes and going bankrupt because they get sick, I mean it's it, it's in a moral system. And both Republicans and Democrats have participated in that for a long time, in a moral system that I said on Twitter deserves to be burned down. The system. But when you start burning down, like, individual buildings, one owned by, like, an Indian woman who's like, what, what? You know, that's what she sounded like. It's it's wrong, and it doesn't help anything. And then what happens, then a few weeks later, we have DHS agents uh, running around grabbing people off the street because that, I, I <laughs> Do you not know where we live? Are you not? Are you unaware? Do you think these high school kids in Portland that are now starting this youth liberation front of Portland, I mean, do you really think those guys are going to be able to stand up against, I mean, the the true power of the state? It just is not going to happen. And I don't understand why people think it's going to happen or that that we want to be ruled by high school students from Portland. Is that... I don't understand. People just keep defending the displays of clear violence, where it's like they're going up to people and and starting and intimidating people and saying, like, say Black Lives Matter, and you got a group of people that are intimidating somebody. You're trying to get them to say something. You're under the threat of violence. What is that doing? What cause is that helping? Why are people defending that? Why is the media egging that on? Why is the media pretending that these two people who looked funny, they looked buffoonish, but walking out of their house with weapons and standing there whilst people walked by their home, why is the media pretending that those two people are like terrorists when they literally just walked to the front of their house with weapons? I don't understand. Was it an overreaction? Potentially. It's their home and it's their weapons. Why is the media, you know, and then I think the weapon was confiscated. I think that guy's AK-4, their AK-47s yeah. were confiscated. Why are we cheering that on? I don't understand. Why are we cheering on people's inability to defend themselves? Do you think the people in the street are always going to agree with you? Do you believe that? Do you really believe that? Do, when you sleep uh, at night in your bed, when your head hits the pillow, uh, do you think that the people in the street are always going to have your back? and that you would never need to defend yourself? You think the government, on the other side, you think the government's always going to have your back? You think any institution in America is going to have your back? None of them. Truly, every major institution in this country does not care about you, and they will let you die. Fact. So anybody ridiculing anybody's uh, means of how they protect themselves Or self-defense is crazy. Anybody ridiculing anybody, uh, you know, it just makes no sense to me. Every major institution in this country, from the government to the media to the police, everybody is not focused on your rights as a citizen. They're all in some larger battle against something else, some larger ideological war And you as a citizen, as an individual, don't matter. And they'll let you die. They'll let you die. Trust me. On either side. Everywhere. Cops are going to let you die to make a point about rising crime. People on the street may kill you to make a point that they need to use violence to get what they want. Government may kill you just because that's what the government does. The media may publish your address and have people dox you. They may put out a false narrative about you that goes around the world. Before you're able to defend yourself, you may lose your job, you may lose your family, you may lose your career, you may lose the place you live in and the media will not give a fuck. They'll move on. But none of those institutions care about you as an individual, what your rights are as a citizen. It's true. It's a fact. Your friends may care, your family may care, care about yourself, but none of those institutions, they're all corrupt. All of them. And none of them have any focus on your life as an individual and your family and your ability to work and live and and worship or whatever you want to do. And so the idea is when you start ridiculing people who have the means to defend themselves from any of the above mentioned, you know, power factions, when you start ridiculing those people, I mean, man, you must have some faith. You must have a lot of faith in these systems. I don't. You must have a lot of faith. If you're sitting there, if you're a type of person who's not thought about even maybe getting a gun over the last three or four months, good for you. But also, that's a lot of faith. It's a lot of faith. You know? You know? And if you're a person who thinks that the state cares about you, or that Trump cares about you, or that Trump gives a fuck about you, right now when all he tweets is law and order, as the cities burn, and he tweets law and order, Mm -hmm. you think that guy cares? Good for you. But I would fucking, you know, it's time to start really understanding that like a lot of what we've been talking about for the last couple of years, or a lot of what very smart people have been telling you was going to happen is happening. It's not a drill, not a fire drill where the alarm's pulled and everybody goes, stands in a parking lot and everybody goes back. This is not a drill. This is the disintegration of society in front of your eyes and it will be probably the introduction into a dystopian uh, surveillance state, police state, that we will live in. And it might take us a few years of chaos to eventually arrive at that point, which may be the plan, but this is the beginning of that. Seeing writers leave newspapers and magazines is—it doesn't mean anything to any of us, but, but make no mistake, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of an Orwellian, nightmarish control system that they're going to put in, where you're ridiculed for speaking, and you're ridiculed for having the temerity to defend yourself. Or even brandishing a weapon and saying, yeah, I have the ability to defend myself. The idea that, that you would be uh, ridiculed for that, I mean, you could be made fun of. I tweeted the picture out. I said when DoorDash, I do the picture, I was like, when DoorDash is fucking around, they were standing there, yeah. it was funny, you know? But the idea that people are cheering on, the are confiscating of their weapons, which I believe were legally owned. And the idea that people are cheering that on, again, it's just, I don't know what you think is coming I really don't. I'm unaware of what you think is coming because the adults in America have, have like, left. It's really, it's just the case. I mean, imagine a high school party. The adults are gone. Everybody is running fucking wild. People are falling through tables. There's broken glass. People are trying to sweep things up. There's fights breaking out. People are trying to figure out who did what. The kid who owns the house is OD'ing in the bathtub. He's throwing up. People trying to lift his head up. Nobody who knows who that kid even is. Everybody's trying to find him. It's an absolute fucking nightmare, you know? You're kind of having fun because the party's still kind of fun. You know, the party's still kind of fun, even though things are getting out of control quickly, and then the cops come in and shut the party down. I mean, we're, we're at that party. We're at that party now. Okay? And and the kid who owns the house is tweeting out law and order as the house is burning and as the vases are smashing and as people that we don't know are just coming in the house and fucking your little sister and he's locked in the bathroom tweeting law and order. It's not a good look. And I don't know what comes next. But I'll tell you where I'm going to be with Roma.